Yo, I'm Will Blackman, and this is Upsets and Underdogs, presented by WinBet. Week 10 was, again, another wild week of football. Kyler Murray out, and Cam Newton returned to action. Uh, to the Panthers as they defeated the Cardinals. The Dolphins beat the Ravens in a weird, ugly game in South Florida. And the Washington football team took down Tom Brady and the Bucks. I'll tell you what, something about my man Heineke, man, and the Bucks. So in today's upset episode, we'll discuss these games to break down what happened and dig into what we can learn from it all. This show is brought to you by WinBet. Week 10 is in the books, and there's still plenty of time to get in on the action. So right now, download the WinBet app now and start winning today. Uh, WinBet offers unique markets like NFL yardage leaders, who will be the last team to be undefeated, team exact win totals, and a ton more. Plus, new users can take advantage of WinBet's bet $1, win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, and more. And they're also offering a 200% wager match up to $1,500. For all details on these offers, download the WinBet app now and set the odds in your favor. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 or older and present in the state where WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Out the gate, you know how we do for this show. We bring in my guy, Lamb, Nick Deus. What's the deal? How you doing? I'm doing all right. Well, not too bad. I do want to bring up one thing that I've noticed on your social media over the last couple of weeks <laughs> and since I got to know you is... I gotta ask, man. Do you ever drink anything that's not wine? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? All I see on the social media. Listen, I know you're the wine MVP. I'm, I'm the NFL wine guy. Like people want to hear about wine. What I know, but like, do you ever just like drink water or anything other than wine? Well, I post about wine. I don't always drink wine. See, that's the difference. I like it, man. You also, <laughs> I've also hit you up sometimes. I'll be like, Will, <laughs> scale of one to 10, how, how good did I do on this wine choice? Yeah, you know what, though? At the end of the day, when it comes to wine, whatever you, it's whatever you like, you know? Like, for example, you might like certain foods or certain beverages that other people don't like. It's the same way with wine. People, that's the deal with wine, man. People get so caught up in the pretentiousness and the, the snobbiness. Like, it's like, okay, you may like this and I may like that. It all it is what it is. So that's how I feel, man. No shame. I like it. I've learned a lot through following your social media and I'll take screenshots. Like, all right, if I see this at the at the bar or something, I got I gotta order me a glass because Will gave it the cosign. All right. So out the gate, the record books. Let's start things off by reviewing our picks from last week. Here is how we stand. Your boy went three and this week. I picked this. I picked the Pats, Saints, and Packers. Uh, my underdog of the week was Atlanta, and they got absolutely effing blasted. Okay, um, gosh, I'm four. I'm four and six so far this season. And my favorite pick of the week was the Raiders, and they also got blasted. So I'm also six and four on my favorite pick of the week. However, however, the boy is eighteen and eighteen. Lamb, how'd you do this week? Two and one, 17 and 19 on the year, one game behind you. Congrats, Will. You finally leapfrogged, <laughs> leapfrogged me. Uh, Rams' favorite pick. We're recording prior to Monday Night Football, so we will see, though I am three and six at the moment when it comes to that. Upset, five and five of the year, but I lost. I had the Seahawks. And, Will, man, I'm an idiot, dude. Like, I, I was so frustrated when I went back to, to the picks because. Talking to Beef Flowers last week, 
I even made the case about Rodgers coming back pissed off. You know, I said he was going to throw five touchdowns, 400 yards. He didn't, but it was good to have him back out there. Packers dominate the game. Throughout my social media, I'm like, Packers minus three and a half, favorite pick of the week. On my show, favorite pick of the week. I bet it, favorite pick of the week. And then over here, I don't pick the Packers. What's good with me, Will? What, 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 you know what's what? That's, it's, it's hard, man. You you do so much. Um, and, and it's easy to forget, you know, the things you said before. It's almost like... That's why lying isn't is is silly because like you, you got to keep track of these lies, man. That's exhausting. So it's like you guys it's like betting. You got to keep track of your bets, man, because that's exhausted. You know what I'm saying? So listen, just just you know, you need to write this stuff down. Let's jump into our upset breakdown. Uh, we're gonna dig into the biggest upsets of the week, and that's week ten. That is, and after that, we will crown our upset of the week. Um, Lamb, there's something, though, you want to mention before we get into this breakdown. Yeah, well, there's something interesting happening in, in the past. Historically, when it comes to betting, usually you just give three points to the home team. Right. And then right. from there, you weigh out the pros and cons. You find the value. Is a team better or, or worse? And this year, home teams will 66 and 70. This is just straight up. Home teams were right. seven and five. In week 10. However, historically, teams are getting three points for being at home. And I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the case anymore, dude. I feel like some home teams just don't have a home field advantage. And I think that's something we need to start monitoring moving forward. Like what what home fields when you played, did you feel like it was a hostile environment? And you know what? The crowd might play a role in this outcome. Oh, and hands down, not the, it's New Orleans. There's no mm-hmm. question. Uh, New Orleans was an absolute zoo, absolute crazy place. All the creepy voodoo people <laughs> in the stands, and you know when uh, when they're kicking our butt and they play the um, the not being the Petey Pablo song, boom, 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 boom. Oh, like it's just crazy, right? But I will say this though, I wonder if. The fact that there were no crowds last year, right? There were no crowds last year. And so this year, players are just excited to play in front of anybody. So there is no home field advantage. (laughs) Like, we're just stoked to be here. Last, okay. The last thing I saw that had to do with football, I watched Patrick Mahomes, um, his his post-game interview. And he talked about how, like it was it was so great to come here and play at this stadium in front of their crowd. Like we had so much fun here is basically what he was saying. It's crazy. <laughs> you know Man, what I'm that's such a that's, that's, crazy that's a strong me. take because I believe there was a handful of stadiums last year that allowed, you know, 25, 30 percent capacity. And you're right, man. I didn't think about that. Having fans back, the players are just excited to be out there in front of people instead of just crickets in the in the seats. Right. That was their first time playing at, at a stadium. So I mean, they were I mean with with a crowd. All right. So um, let's get into our upset number one. How about the Vikings? Right, plus one fifty um, versus the Chargers, and then beating the Chargers twenty seven to twenty. Like again. This Vikings team is weird as hell, bro. Yeah. Like I just don't I don't I just don't understand it. Um the Chargers, again, an interesting team, you know. They're they're sliding a little bit. Um the offense 
for the Chargers, they have not scored 28 points more or more in the past, uh, in this past month. The uh, defense is giving up a lot of points. Defense has always been interesting, in my opinion. I never felt super, super confident. But um, in the Vikings, their big three, they came through, right? Dalvin Cook over, you know, 100 yards um, on 27 catches, just 100 yards from the scrimmage. Kirk Cousins um, ended up throwing uh, two touchdowns. He had 295, 294 yards and two big third mm-hmm. downs. And then, of course, you know, Justin Jefferson coming through. Something interesting about Kirk Cousins, though. He is, I believe he's thrown 12 TDs and zero picks on the road. And he has a rating of, I believe it was like 100 and 111 is his QB rating. Um, on the road. So Kirk Cousins, you know, going to other people's places, <laughs> getting it done, uh, which is which was super outstanding. But like I said before, this team is super, super, super weird, man. But. Um, they they have the talent when they hit on all cylinders, man. It's it's great, you know. Kirk Cousins does things like this where he looked like the MVP candidate he was in the beginning of the season. Um, what are some cool takeaways in the gambling world for this game? Yeah, I want to add to that point about Kirk Cousins' best TD to interception ratio in the league: eighteen touchdowns to two interceptions, perfect twelve touchdowns, no ints on the road this year. Well. 12 touchdowns. And, you know, I think the way you described the Vikings to open this uh, talking point up was perfect. Weird, right? You just look at their losses over time to the Bengals. They miss a 35-yard field goal against the Cardinals. They lose a no-show against the Browns at home. They lose to a backup quarterback in Cooper Rush off a bye, right? (laughs) They blow a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter, then lose an overtime to the Ravens, and then just completely dominate the Chargers on the road. And what you saw in the Chargers is the same issues that have been plaguing them all year. They just can't stop anyone on the ground. And it seemed like any third down that the Vikings had, they were able to convert it, despite them being 5 of 14 on third down. I never would have guessed that while watching that game. I just thought that, you know, they were nine of 11 on third down the way it felt every big conversion, all the money and the tickets were on the chargers. The line movement on the point total was fascinating. It went up four points and the game went under the game total. So over under on the game total, despite it going higher and higher throughout the week, anytime, if you bet the under, you cash that rather comfortably with this point total. That's wild. All right. Um, let's get into our second upset. But is this really an upset? The Panthers end up, uh, they were plus uh, 270 uh, at Arizona. The Cardinals, they end up winning 34 to 10. Um, the Cardinals really didn't have anybody available on <laughs> offensively. But... CMC came back to be what he was, you know, 161 total yards on 22 touches. And obviously the biggest story, Cam back to Carolina, um, which, which I think, which I think out of all 32 teams, this was the perfect place for him. Like in terms of like where, cause you look around, like where would he fit in? Where, where is it best suited for him? And, I think coming back to Carolina, how they how they are built, this is the perfect place for him. This is this is almost like how they were, you know, when he had his MVP season. You know, they had two really good, capable running backs. They had you know receivers that could make plays for him, 
and they had a really good defense. And I think that's for him to come back in this situation. I think this is, I know this is the perfect spot for him. And Cam came back to do exactly what he did. I remember, I remember playing against Cam Newton. Like once he got like inside the red zone, that's where he's lights out. You know, uh, once, once they get to where they are, drive the ball on the field, he's in the red zone, lights out. When we played Carolina in 2000, I think it was MVP season, 2015, when I was in Washington, we went down to the, we went down there and I remember I was watching film and I'm like, okay, this is before I'm watching film before the game. And I'm like, okay, he's, he's not going to pick us apart. I'm like, I'm not convinced that he's going to pick us apart by any means. So we're playing the game and they just keep driving. And every time they get into the red zone, like they would score. He ended up, I think he ended up throwing six touchdown passes on <laughs> us that day and absolutely rocked us. But he drove the ball down the field. And like I said, once he got into the red zone, he was absolutely lethal and dangerous. And this team, if they can do that, you know, for the rest of the year, uh, drive down the field and, and get into the red zone. Uh, I think that's where he makes his money. And I heard he's going to get majority of the first team reps uh, this week. I think Matt Rule came out and said that. So, yeah, man, it's 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 pretty wild. The uh, Cardinals ended up with just under 170 yards, total yards. So what are some interesting takeaways from this game? So there's a term in sports betting called like situational betting. And what that means mm-hmm. is based on what the injury report might be, you might be able to get some good numbers, right? So, for example, this game opens up, Will, at minus 10.5 for the Cardinals because Kyler Murray missed last week. Colt McCoy steps in, and they win rather comfortably in their game, able to establish the run with James Conner. Then there's rumors that Kyler might sit, but it's going to be a true game-time decision. The line mm-hmm. ends up closing minus seven in favor of the Cardinals. So a three and a half point adjustment from Murray to Colt McCoy. And what that's telling you is the drop off is only three and a half points between the two players. And I think that's an overreaction to what the Niners game was the week before we saw Colt McCoy come in and win that game. I think it's way more of a line movement. And what we saw in the Carolina game really backs up that sentiment that I'm proposing And also one of the reasons, Will, that I think this line didn't move that drastically in favor of Carolina is because they also had an unknown at quarterback in P.J. Walker. So you had a big, big point uh, point spread in a situation where one team's starting MVP candidate quarterback sat. The line didn't move that much. And the other dude, P.J. Walker, is an XFL guy who's making his first start, too. So a very weird line. And a lot of money was coming in on the Cardinals and a really, really comfortable cover for for the Panthers backers. Yeah, and, and no one knew the plan what the plan was for Cam. Right. Like no one had any idea. Um he, actually I looked it up. He ended up throwing hit us for five touchdown passes. That's what it was during his MVP season where he had thirty five total passing and ten rushing TDs. So that's that's who Cam is, and that's exactly what they what they did. So, um, luckily for them uh, in Carolina, they have all this. They have all the Cam Newton archives on how to draw up the best plays for him, and that's and that's what it is. Like he he was a, a special player when he was at Auburn, and when he came into when he came to Carolina, I think it was Courtney was was North Turner first, um, who pretty much created 
an offense for Cam to to shine, to succeed. Like that's what yeah. you do. So I believe Joe Bader would do that. All right. Let's get into our upset number three. And this was an upset indeed. I mean, this was absolutely hideous. <laughs> this the Dolphins plus 315 versus the Ravens. They end up winning 22 to 10. Barely 10. Uh, this was classic Thursday night football. This was just classic old school, like if you took a game from like the eighties and put it today on Monday on Thursday night football, that's what it looked like. Um, it was weird because, you know, Jacoby started off and then Tua came in and then Tua ended up playing how we thought Tua should be playing when he first, you know, was drafted. Um, you didn't really see like the big crazy plays from Baltimore that they usually can execute. Yeah. And just, man, I, I they just, it was awkward, but I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you, this is exactly what Miami did. They blitzed the hell out of mm-hmm. Lamar, okay? They <laughs> they blitzed him and did not give him time to think, adjust, or anything. And he was also on that, that slick grass down there in South Beach, and they just went after him. That's exactly what they did, and I think it really caused him a lot of problems. So we'll see what happens with that. I'll tell you what, though. This is what's interesting. So Brian Flores came from New England, right? Um, And so he was there for, I think, a decade or so. And he was there, obviously, watching how Bill Belichick games plans against people, game plans against people. Uh, We we talked about earlier this year how they they figured out Jared Mm -hmm. Goff. Bill Belichick watched the Bears, attacked Jared Goff, and used the same tactic in the Super Bowl. When Baltimore played the Bengals, the Bengals blitzed the hell out of Lamar. So that's why, like, there's stuff on film, like, okay, let's try this. Let's see this. Do we have the people to do these certain things? And I think that's exactly what Brian Flores was able to do. Uh, but it was weird. They were, still able, they were able to still have some success on offense. But the DBs came through. I was, I did Darius' show the other day, and I was like, man, Xavier Howard is going to make him. He's going to make plays. To me, he's still like, you know, it's him, Ramsey, and Gilmore. Like, those are the top three guys. Yes. I know Stefan Diggs made another, he had another interception. I mean, uh, Trevon Diggs had another interception. Absolute ball hawk. But I think just overall, just solid, you know, he's going to just do something crazy and lock, lock it down. Xavier Howard came through. That defense came through, did what they did. Um, so, let us know what were your gambling takeaways from this game. Well, this game was definitely ugly for the Thursday night football betting narrative that uh, I've been able to be pretty successful on throughout the years, Will. And it's you take the better quarterback and head coach when they're playing on a short week, shorter time to prepare, easier for them to get everybody ready because you have the better head coach and quarterback. And they go down to South Beach. The last time Lamar was over there, remember the year he won MVP, just coming out the gates, five touchdowns, Hollywood Mm -hmm. Brown going crazy, also Mark Andrews. And it's something that every it seems like every good football team plays a stinker on Thursday night football. Last year, we had the Bears and the Bucks, that Thursday night football game where Brady was... You know, he threw up the four and people were making fun of him because he thought it was fourth down, but they turned it over. 
And the trend right. continues. Well, back-to-back weeks, big plus 300 or more underdogs win outright and rather comfortably. Uh, you win by 12 points in this game, and you said it was seemed a lot more lopsided than it really was if you watched that game. So just something about right. these big these big favorites that just haven't been able to connect the last couple of weeks. Yeah, this is, like I said in the beginning, oh, another weird week. But this is but this is good though. Like this is great for football because you 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 really don't know. You really do not know. Um like like a Dallas, like how do they lose like that to Denver? You know, and then they finally wake up like, oh, okay, let's get back to what we do. Like that is to lay an egg like that, and then Denver lay an egg against yeah. Philly. Like it's just, dude, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even get it. NFL so, is weird. Anyhow, NFL is weird. Well, one last thing I want to ask you about <laughs> Thursday night football. What's the thought process for a player coming off a Sunday game, getting ready through Thursday? Give me, give me like what a what a a basic Thursday night football week would be for a player. You just want to re- you just want to recover. Mm-hmm. That's it. You just want to get your body right, re- recover. Um, you don't you don't practice much on the field as a team. You obviously you, you more film, but just make sure your body is good. You you have to recover because it it you it really takes about two days to really recover from Sunday's game. You know, usually Monday, if you went, you know, you, you heard of victory Mondays or a coach takes it super easy. You don't really go on the field and do much. Tuesday is off, so you really have two days off, and then Wednesday is kind of okay. Let's get started with practice, and you know, Wednesday is kind of a tough practice, and Thursday is is high, is high volume too. So in case you're going to play Thursday night, well, guess what? You Wednesday you're traveling if you're having a away opponent. You know, you don't you don't really get to do anything against them. So. And and they have and Miami's not a common opponent for Baltimore. You know, it'd be different if like Baltimore was playing Cincinnati or you know an AFC North opponent. Then that would make more sense. But which I think Thursday nights should be they should be division games uh, for that reason in terms of preparation. Um, or if not just Thursday games, but they should also you know get a buy or something crazy. You know, somewhere they can recover. Um, so yeah, that's how it is, man. It's just, you want to, you just to make sure you're healthy in time to play for Thursday. Yeah. It makes sense with that short, quick turnaround for sure. Especially all the clanging and banging on Sundays. All right. This show was brought to you by WinBet. We have wrapped up week 10 of the NFL season. So what are you waiting for? Download the WinBet app and start winning today. Plus new users can take advantage of WinBet. Bet $1, win $100 offer. If you bet just $1, you can win a free $100 bet on almost any sport. NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, college football, UFC, boxing, and more. And they're also offering a 200% wager matchup up to $1,500. So, Lamb, do you see anything you like this week on the Win Bet app? Yeah, we got some, some more World Cup qualifiers. And it's coming down to the home stretch for some of these teams and there's a monster monster game in South America Argentina versus Brazil two teams Uh-oh. that are first and second in their qualifying stages and I'm looking at the draw again anytime I have two juggernauts going up against each other will I like looking at the draw plus 210 Brazil versus Argentina that's what's up you can pass for Argentina even though you're you're not you're <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Offer a sub that you change. Term and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Let's get into our upset of the week. And our upset of the week is Washington football team. They plus 340 and a 10.5 underdog. They won outright over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 29 to 19. Um, I put out a tweet that apparently Tom Brady is investing in WFTs uh, because out the gate, (laughs) he threw two picks uh, to these boys, man. Um, Tell you, man. They put the pressure. They put the pressure on him and got him to throw the ball. It's funny when they <laughs> interviewed him up and asked him about his interception. They were like, man, what like what happened on them? He was like, Tom Brady said, Well, we had the ball and they ended up with the football. That's, <laughs> that's how it happened. Uh, you can tell he was furious. Um, you know, coach was coach Arian Bruce Arians was just like we were stupid we were a dumb team I love how he just goes off on his teams too I think that's great and it's, it's hilarious to me but man it's it's crazy uh you think coming off a bye like mm-hmm. getting it done and then you know playing not playing well before uh, it's just like it I don't know I think this is that just that mid that midpoint in the season where it's like okay you know let's get these let's get these losses out of the way now so that we can go ahead and um, and make some kind of a run. So, uh, what did you see with this team, man? Like, what, 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 with this game in general? Well, you bring up a good point about them coming off the bye. Remember last year? Well, they had that late bye, week 12, 13 ish, and then they rattled right. off five straight wins regular season and then all the way to the Super Bowl. I'm a little right. concerned with what I see from the Bucks. Will. They also lost that game to the Saints prior to the bye week. So, this team hasn't mm-hmm. won in about a month give or take, by the time they play next Monday against our New York football giants. However, the 80-20... You said our. Hello, you say our. Hey, man, listen, I see that helmet in the back right over your head there. So, Yeah, I've been a fan for 30 years, so I'm going to go with the hour. I'm one of those guys. Uh, 80-20 road favorite. When you have 80% of the tickets coming in on the road favorite and you have 63% of the money coming in on Washington... Two possessions, getting that hook, 10 and a half. It's not a play the underdog. It's a pursue a caution when all those tickets, the public is just hammering. One of the biggest right. liabilities of the weekend was Tampa Bay minus 10 and a half for WinBet and the sports book. Back to back weeks of a plus 350 underdog winning outright. We saw the Jaguars last week beating the Bills, and then you have the Washington football team led by Taylor Heineke, who if dude just plays Tampa Bay every week, maybe a Hall of Famer. I, I'm exaggerating a bit, but dude just balls when he plays Tampa Bay. If you remember that playoff game last year, I really felt right. like they gave him a that's, good That's test. where he made his name. Yeah. That's where he made his name. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just, again, coming off the bye. I'm a little concerned, Will, with the with the Bucks. Do you like what you're seeing in Tampa Bay with them? You know, I will say this. I am not overly concerned. Um for them just just because you know they're defending champs they still have tom brady mm-hmm. still have a bunch of talent on the team uh if you if you remember last year in in november they they dropped three out of four games okay 
They, they lost three out of four games and then never lost again. Like it was, it was a weird point uh, in time for them. You know, they lost, you know, but they lost like quality. Like they lost to the Saints. They end up losing to the Rams and then the Chiefs. And then they just went on an absolute tear. Right. Um, but, you know, they end up losing to, you know, the Saints, Washington. They're probably going to beat the Giants. And who knows? Maybe they lose to the Colts. Maybe that's a weird loss for them. And then I can see them just going on an absolute tear. So there's a chance that can happen. Uh, they're probably going to get some guys back uh, in the secondary, uh, hopefully. But I'm not too concerned with the team just because I feel like they have a lot of people in that organization that could handle what's going on. It's like anytime a team's going through adversity, mm-hmm. if you have the right people in the building, uh, you know, to kind of check everyone, uh, you know, with Bruce Arians, Bowles, um, Leftwich, Brady, you got so many guys in that team where it's like, okay, guys, let's, let's, let's fix, fix this and get it together. So I'm not concerned, but yeah, impressive win for Washington. All right. We, you know, we're always in the lab trying to cook something up. So, you know, we, we got this new segment for y'all. You know, this is heavily orchestrated by my guy, Liam. So, Leah, talk to us about this one. So, this is around the time of the year, Will, where we start narrowing down, like, what team's for real, what team's a fraud, right? So, let's do a little, let's do a little <laughs> like buy, low, fraud. buy low. That's a harsh word. Yeah, it seemed like you, you don't really like it when I, when I really no, use fan because you, you sound like every other, like, Annoying fan, like who's a fraud? Like who? He's trash. He's. But you know what though? We we need people like you in this space. So you have you have a place here. But go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. And, and look, look, man. <laughs> maybe maybe you agree with me on some of them too. But you know, you're a professional. You don't want to you know put it out there. So I'll I'll be I'll be your hype man. No, you know what it is. You know what it is. I I know too many people, bro. I know. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I have too many. I have too many general managers in my cell phone, man. I I can't I can't be going crazy. All right, go ahead. Just just let me know. I got you. Uh, <laughs> uh, buy low, so buy low, sell high, right? I'm going to rattle off the teams right now that are currently in the playoffs. And I want you to tell me which team you're selling on. Which team right now that is in the playoffs, Will, that you don't think will make the playoffs? So in the AFC, we got Titans, Bills, Ravens, Chiefs, Steelers, Patriots, Chargers. In the NFC, we got Packers, Cardinals, Cowboys, Bucks, Rams, Saints, Panthers. Which team, Will, do you think is not going to make the playoffs if you had to pick right now? So we're going to start with the AFC, right? Uh, or you mean out of all of all them? All of them, yeah, yeah. Out of all of them, I'm, I'm saying Carolina is not going to make the playoffs. Mm. Um, I mean, that's right. You know, more t- that's... Oh, I, their schedule is kind of in their favor a little tiny, tiny, tiny bit. Tiny, tiny bit. I'm going to say the Panthers don't make the playoffs. Dang, you were just singing Cam's praises going back. I was singing Cam's praises as in like he came back and he's going to play well, but I okay. need to see more than, you know, two red zone plays and him being super, super excited. I know everyone's like on the Cam tip, like, you know, super excited that he's back in the league, this then the third, but, you know, we I, with him. I need more action. I need I need him to f- dominate a game for a full sixty minutes to see like okay, this is him. You know, Arizona didn't even know Cam was going to play. They didn't know what they were going to do. You know what I'm saying? They were planning planning for the other QB. So I don't think Carolina would make the playoffs. 
Very similar to you, I'm looking at an a- NFC South team, and it's the Saints. I think the Saints, I know they're coming off the loss over the weekend. However, just losing your starting quarterback at this point in the season, Jameis Winston, it's just it, it kind of just writes itself. They got a pretty hard schedule to close out the year, too. So my sell-high team right now, Will, is the Saints. Now, buy low, Will. Of the teams that Hold are, on. it's almost like I want to say though. I think the Saints and Panthers almost like flipped, right? It's like Saints lose their quarterback and they lost Kamara for a little bit, and then Kamara, and then Panthers get Cam and they get CMC back. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's a good point. Know. That's a very good point. Yeah. So I want to say I don't like I don't like either team, but the hold on, but the Steelers too, man. That's a oh, how do you tie to Detroit? That's what I'm saying, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'm, here's the thing. I am not as confident in the Steelers than I am the other two teams. So can I change that? I'm going to say Steelers will make the playoffs. Okay. Even though I can't go against Tomlin, dude. But Steelers will make the playoffs. I'll say that. Steelers. Change my my pick. Steelers. Yeah, they're another team that you could sell high on. All right. So give me a buy low team. Is there a team that's on the cusp of a playoff berth right now that you think we should not give up on and we might see them come January? Um, gosh, let me look at these standings. A team. Can I give you mine? I think I can say Minnesota. Who's your team? That's who I was going to say too, man. And it feels so <laughs> weird backing them because all we've done, every time we've talked about the Vikings, we've just said they're weird, right? They lose when they're not supposed to. They win when they're not supposed to. And just from, from the start of the season, the Kirk Cousins vaccine, Mike Zimmer dynamic. I was going to say, I was going to say either Minnesota or the Chargers. I was going to say either one of those two teams, but they kind of, I think whoever won the game yesterday was going to be my answer. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to say Minnesota is a team we should not give up on. Yeah, I'm with you on that, Minnesota as well. All right, that's it for today's show. Next week, we will be previewing week 11 games. Also, we got a a hot boxing match coming up. We got Crawford, Terrence Crawford versus Sean Porter uh, coming up. That should be that should be fireworks. And we're going to be making some new picks for all the above. This has been Upsets and Underdogs presented by WinBet. Do not forget to subscribe, throw us a rating and review, and tell your friends. You can find me on all socials at Will Blackman. Feel free to ask questions, engage, have a discussion. I love talking sports. Where can they find you, Nick? Nick Day is 10 on Twitter and on Instagram. All right. Thank you for watching, listening. We'll catch you next time.